So Psalm number 119, that can be found on page 617. And we're going to be reading just the first section there, so verses 1 to 8. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. They do no wrong, but follow his ways. You have laid down precepts that are to be fully obeyed. Oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. Then I would not be put to shame when I consider all your commands. I will praise you with an upright heart as I learn your righteous laws. I will obey your decrees. Do not utterly forsake me. Brilliant. Uh, thanks again, Angus. Um, and hi, everyone, again. It's, uh, it's great to see you and to be uh, speaking from this psalm. Um, we've prayed together in the words of that song, so um, let's begin. And I'd like to start by asking us a question. What do you long for? Maybe when you were younger, someone asked you uh, if a genie offered to grant you three wishes, what you'd wish for. And of course, the correct answer is infinite wishes. Um, but let's say that's off the table and uh, you've got three wishes. What would you wish for? Uh, what would your top three wishes be? I mean, this time of year, you might wish for a, a nice beach holiday in the sun. That's certainly what TV advertisers think we're wishing for. But let's say someone could look through a window onto the deepest longings of your heart. What would they see? Oh, that my body didn't ache all the time. Oh, that I had friends who understood me. Oh, that there was peace in our world. Oh, that they felt about me like I feel about them. Oh, that this year turns out to be different than last year. What do you long for? Well, Tonight, as we've said already, we're beginning a short series in the longest chapter of the Bible, Psalm 119. Uh, it's unique in the book of Psalms, not only because it's really long, uh, but because it's made up of 22 sections, each of eight verses, and all about the Bible, uh, the word of the Lord, which might sound to us a bit dry and dusty, like we're about to spend four weeks reading a book review. But over the next four weeks, what we'll see is this psalm is intensely personal, like we're reading someone's private journal where they lay open their inner life. And right at the start, we get a window into the deepest longings of their heart there in verse five. Verse five, oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. Here's what they long for, speaking to God. Oh, that I walked in your ways, Lord. Oh, that my life matched up with your law. Oh, that I obeyed you with my whole heart. Can you resonate with that? 
I mean, maybe, maybe you can't. Maybe you're not yet a Christian believer and you've no idea why someone would say those words. Um, why would you long for that? Or maybe you do feel that longing, uh, though perhaps it wouldn't quite make your top three wishes. Uh, it's squeezed out by something else that we long for more. Well, God's goal for us through this psalm is, that, is to shape our longings so that you and I echo these words from our hearts. Oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. That for each one of us, this longing becomes our longing. And each one of us prays this prayer from our hearts. So let's get into the psalm. It's on page 617, uh, if you'd like to take a look at that in your Bibles. And we're going to look at it in two halves. Uh, verses 1 to 4, that's the first half. They give us a truth to believe. Then verses 5 to 8, that's the second half. They give us a longing prayer to pray. And the link between the two halves is something like this. Believing the truth of verses 1 to 4 leads to us praying the prayer of verses 5 to 8. The truth leads to the longing. The longing comes from the truth. In other words, we'll only pray the prayer of verses 5 to 8 from deep in our hearts if we get the truth of verses 1 to 4 deep into our hearts. So let's start there with a truth to believe. It's the truth our writer knows that only those who walk the way of the Lord will be blessed. Blessed, that word's describing people who live the best life. Uh, if someone's blessed, they're flourishing, uh, living life as it's meant to be lived. So if you had to finish the sentence, blessed are those who dot, 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 I wonder what we'd say. Uh, blessed are those who are sitting on a beach basking in the sun. <laughs> They're flourishing. Uh, blessed are those with fulfilling jobs and loving families. Uh, they're living the best life. Blessed are the rich and the healthy. That's the kind of person who's blessed. But our writer would say to us, here's how to finish that sentence, verse 1. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord, verse 2, blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. They do no wrong, but follow his ways. Who is the blessed person? Well, according to Psalm 119, it's the person who walks the way of the Lord. Just uh, take a look at the screens, if you can, um, and see those highlighted words. Our writer talks about those walking in certain ways. So picture someone going for a walk on a journey. That's the image to have in mind here. Verse 1, their ways are blameless. Now, that doesn't mean they're perfect, but they've got integrity. They're walking in the right direction, if you like diligently sticking to the right path and saying no to wrong ones. How? Because they follow a map. They're guided, verse 1, by the law of the Lord. Verse 2, they keep his statutes. 
They don't just walk whichever way they think might be best. They listen to what God says in his word about how to live, and they follow it. That sets their course. And whatever walking they do, it's all driven, verse 2, by this one thing. They seek him with all their heart. That's what they're chasing after. They want to know the Lord. Relationship with him, that's the point of this walk. See, if you want to be blessed to flourish, then this is the kind of person to be, our writer's telling us, walking the way of the Lord. And verse four sharpens that. See what the writer says in verse four? See, here's what he realizes. If you want to be blessed, then you must walk the way of the Lord. It's not optional. Someone could go on nice holidays. They could be happily married. Uh, They might pass all their exams. But none of those things are needed for a flourishing life. They are optional extras. Walking the way of the Lord, though, that's different. It's essential. His precepts must be obeyed. In other words, here's the truth our psalm teaches us. Those who walk the way of the Lord are blessed, and only those who walk the way of the Lord are blessed. Now, what do we make of that? I could imagine us thinking, really? Surely we should be able to live life however we want. Uh, Walk your own way. Surely that's better than following some way laid down for you. Well, this isn't saying that we all need to live life exactly the same way as if there's no room for individuality and personal choice. What it's saying is that you and I aren't accidents. We've been designed by a good creator, and our creator knows what's good for us. He knows what kind of life will help us flourish, and he wants to lead us into it. Um, this is a silly illustration, but... Uh, Imagine I buy a car, and in the maker's instructions, it says this. You must fill up this car with diesel. A command. Now, there are two ways I could see that command. On the one hand, I could say, the maker of that car just wants to restrict my freedom. I must fill up this car with diesel? How rigid. Where's the freedom in that? They just like telling me what to do, making me obey them. Well, no, I'm going to break free of their rules and fill up my car with drawing pins and custard and orange juice and sand, which I'd probably regret. But here's the other way I could see that command uh, from the maker, that they've designed the car to work in a certain way, and they want to help me enjoy it, so they've given me some really helpful instructions so I can use it to the best of of what it's made to be. Not to restrict my freedom, but to help me enjoy it. Well, it's like that with God's commands. They're the maker's good instructions, not to restrict our freedom, but to help us flourish, to live in the way that best fits with our design. See, when God tells us in the Bible to walk a certain way, It's like a traveler being given a map, a map with a route marked on it that avoids all the swamps and the bogs and the 
deadly uh, pitfalls that lie ahead of them and leads them safely to their destination. There's a good way for us to walk and God wants to lead us into it because he loves us. Because only those who walk the way of the Lord are blessed. Now, most of us, I guess, tonight are Christian believers. And I wonder if you're maybe at this point feeling the urge to stick up your hand and say, uh, Michael, what about Jesus? Aren't we blessed by belonging to him? Uh, not by living a certain way. Because you could think something like this. Uh, all this stuff about being blessed, if you walked the Lord's way and kept God's law. Um, well, maybe that was true back in the Old Testament when this psalm was written, but now Jesus has come and he's walked the walk for us. He's kept God's law so we don't have to. Uh, that's wonderful. Through his perfect life and death, we're forgiven all, your, all our failures so that now we don't need to worry about walking God's way we can put up our feet and relax in what Jesus has done for us. Well, if we think something like that, I'd want to say, yes, absolutely, we're blessed by belonging to Jesus. But a big part of that blessing is that he restores us to living God's good way. Uh, yes, only Jesus walked God's way perfectly, only he did no wrong, in the words of verse 3, uh, and our wrongs are forgiven by belonging to him. But if we belong to him, Jesus doesn't call us to therefore put up our feet and relax. He calls us to follow in his footsteps, to walk like him. That is essential to being a Christian. I must walk like Jesus. See, walking goes along with relationship. Imagine someone asked you to go for a walk with them uh, along the river there from, uh, from Midsummer Common to Fenditton. Uh, well, as you walk with them to Fenditton, you, you get to know them and you talk to each other and you're together as you walk the same way. But what if instead they invited you to walk with them to Fenditton and you decide to go to Grantchester instead, uh, walking com a completely different way? Well, it goes without saying that if you're walking a different way, you're not together. You're not walking with one another. Uh, and here's the point. We are blessed by belonging to Jesus, but Jesus walks a certain way. And to be with him, we must walk his way. In other words, this Old Testament truth is still true today. Only those who walk the way of the Lord are blessed. We must walk with Jesus. And if I'm honest, there's a bit of me that doesn't like that. Uh, that thinks, I'm glad to be forgiven by belonging to Jesus, but I wish I didn't have to obey. Uh, that's a burden. You know, naturally I grumble, I have to obey and walk this way. What a chore which is completely daft because walking Jesus' way is good. It's the best way. It's what we were made for. If I was thinking right, I wouldn't be moaning, I have to obey. I'd be rejoicing. I get to obey. 
as Jesus gradually frees me to make his good ways my ways in relationship with him, the only blessed way. So here's the truth our psalm presses on us, that only those who walk the way of the Lord are blessed. Do we believe that? Are you persuaded of that? Because if we are, it will lead us, secondly, to praying a longing prayer. Lord, I long to walk in your way. Because that's the move our psalmist makes. Having recited this truth, they turn to the Lord in prayer. See that from verse four onwards? They're speaking to God. That's how they respond to this truth. They pray. And that's what they'll go on doing for the rest of this psalm. Having begun with three verses of truth to believe, they respond with 173 verses of prayer to the Lord. And you and I, we need to make the same move, respond the same way. Because when this truth sinks into our hearts, that only those who walk the way of the Lord are blessed, then how could we not pray verse five? Oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. Feel the longing in those words. Oh, the ways I failed to walk in obedience to you, Lord. I wish it weren't so. Oh, the hold sin seems to have on me, Lord, dragging me from your good ways. Oh, that I walked more like the Lord Jesus. I long for that, Lord. Because then, verse six, I wouldn't be put to shame when I consider all your commands. Feel the urgency of that. Lord, I long to walk in your ways so that on the last day, I'm not exposed as a fraud. So that in the end, I'm vindicated as a real believer not exposed as someone who talked the talk, but didn't walk the walk. Lord, save me from that hypocrisy. Instead, verse seven, I will praise you. But I can only do that with integrity, with an upright heart, if I learn your righteous laws, learning from your word, how you'd have me live. And not just learning what they say, but learning to do them so that verse eight, I will obey your decrees. Lord, I'm tempted to settle for less, to be resigned to failure where the battle is hard, uh, to tolerate some sin I've grown comfortable with, to put on a show when others are watching, but I'm committing to obeying you, to walking after the Lord Jesus in repentance. And the only way I have hope is if you do not utterly forsake me. Because Lord, I cannot walk in your ways without your help. It should delight me to go your good way, but it often doesn't. So please help me. I can only walk your way if you graciously help me. If you work in me by Christ's spirit to make me more like him and give me a heart to obey every day. Because if you leave me to myself, I've got no hope. But if you help me, then I can walk in your good ways. That's the kind of longing prayer 
will echo if we grasp this truth. And next week, we'll continue with this psalm. I think it'll be really helpful for us this next four weeks together. But between now and then, I want to suggest that each of us takes time to pray this prayer ourselves. Um, I thought of asking us to pray this psalm together, uh, as we sometimes do on a Sunday. But actually, this is the prayer of an individual, of one person engaging with the Lord personally. So rather than praying the psalm together, let's pray the psalm ourselves in our own time. Maybe you'd like to come back to it tomorrow morning. Or like Vicky was saying, if you're not a morning person, tomorrow evening, open up Psalm 119 before you go to work, before you go to school, or when you get home. And make this prayer your prayer. Maybe tonight at bedtime, open your Bible and turn to the Lord in the words of this psalm. Because only those who walk the way of the Lord are blessed. And so we pray in the Lord Jesus, Lord, I long to walk your way. Let me lead us in a prayer now. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that you're good and that you want to lead us in your good ways. Please forgive us for how we stray from your path and how we even grumble that you give us your good commands. Please instead help us to trust you and to walk after the Lord Jesus in the way he's laid out for us. Uh, Father, we need your help for every step of the way, so make us dependent on you and help us to cry out to you in longing that you'd help us. And please do. In Jesus' name, amen.